Welcome to Off the Bench with Scott Sattler and Jason Matthews for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. Yeah, welcome to Off the Bench. Before we get into it, Sats, I want to say a big thank you to our mates at Bob Jane T-Mart's where you can get 25% off Bridgestone Ecopia passenger and SUV tyres at Bob Jane T-Mart's. Best tyre price guaranteed. If it wasn't for them, we wouldn't be here. Thank you very much. Thank you. How are you, mate? I'm, I'm really good. Really, really good, actually. It's... Uh, I'm looking forward to a lot of things this weekend, um, you know, outside the NRL, which we'll get to. Um, but I, I think the Melbourne Storm, Jace, they're lucky, and you never want injuries, do you, in any side uh, for long periods of time. But they're lucky they've got some people out injured because, and due to return this week or next weekend's rounds, I should say, because they're going to be in for a world of hurt, which it looks like they may miss three players through injury and suspension. Yeah, we'll get to that real soon. There's news around today that the Eels crusher, uh, Eels are faking the crusher again. Now, you first raised this on, on this show about three weeks ago when we had a, a, another Eels Thursday night game, and it's reared its ugly head, so we'll talk about that again real soon. Uh, we'll catch up on the latest on Seabold cyber stuff. I love I love the journalists. I mean, we we talk to them a lot, but geez, they love drama in their lives, don't they? I think the only shows they watch are probably Dynasty and Dynasty and Dallas and and Maths because they just love drama. We heard a week ago that we'll know who these people are in two days, and we keep hearing every two days in the next forty eight hours. We we'll never hear these names. We'll never hear them. But we'll oh, I don't to- think they will. Well, it's not up to it's not up to the investigator and the lawyer to release the names well, we know, to the it's media. Up to it's up to Anthony Seabold. He'll be given a file. And now we got told on Sunday it was going to be forty eight hours. Then on Tuesday <laughs> it was going to be forty eight hours, and and we're you know five days down the track. So yeah, we'll get to that. Yeah, it'll be. Yeah, we wonder if Anthony Seabold wants to release that. Uh, when's a bite a bite? And when's it a penalty? I, I, I'm still confused from the judiciary on Tuesday night. We'll cover off on that. Will Cam Smith be wearing Titans colours for the next two seasons come next year? Uh, and Addo Carr as a fullback. I know you've got some thoughts on that, so let's get to it. An NRL news update. Time on Off the Bench to look back on the news of the week. Let's have a look at the Anthony Seabold cyber investigation. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm hearing all different resu- uh, reports. You, Sats know a little bit about, well, you actually know quite a lot about this sort of uh, area. Um, we keep hearing it to find out who it is in the next 48 hours. The NRL have stepped in and said they're happy to uh, grab the phones off anyone in the NRL. Uh, Which you're if, allowed to do. Uh, are they? If you're an NRL-sanctioned player, so if you're a registered player official, you are as part of the CBA. Right. Mm, if they're conducting their own internal investigation, uh, you agree to... Even if it's not criminal? Yeah, because I would say that's a breach of privacy, well, isn't it? Either way, you, you can still get a you can still get a subpoena to um to take possession. But that's if it's criminal. You can't you can't you can't that's for if a it's civil criminal medal. That's in criminal. No, not if it's civil. Well, why would they have the rights then to get access to any? The police won't look at this as a criminal matter. No, no. But I'm going back to the NRL now. Yeah. Right. Oh. No, well, the the NRL don't have to look at it as a criminal or civil. It's just, is it an incident that's going to bring the game into disrepute? I'd actually challenge that if I was if I if I was a player or an official in the NRL, I'd actually challenge that because I think that's a breach you of sign privacy. Off on it. Yeah, but you sign off on the CBA. But it's an it's it's rumor. It's it's rumor and innuendo. Yeah, um, no, no. This would only be based on this will be based on the report the, the report given. that would be um, presented by the investigators that have been um, engaged by his lawyers. So if they if he they receive a report that 
unveils names. Now, I think it's going to be very difficult, and I've said this to you, Jace, throughout the week. I think it's going to be very difficult to be able to identify the author, where the Why origin is that. Be- Don't get too technical. Cause- yeah, well, it's because you're dealing with social media, and although everyone leaves a, an electronic footprint. Wherever you're sitting right now, you are leaving an electronic footprint where you are, Jeez. which is quite easy to find. I'm nervous. But where where can you where can you date back to a time, date, place where it originally started? That first message was authored, not sent, but was authored and then saved and then sent on to other parties. So that's that's hard in a civil matter, right? Well, no. But, but, but can I go to a legal matter? If you simply forwarded something on like that, yeah, well, it's, it's not true, you're liable. Well, you're, you're a party to the offence is what they call That's so, correct. So it's not going to be difficult for the cybersecurity to find out who are party to the, the offence, who it's been sent to, and who has sent, then sent it on to others. And that's not really who they want to try and get no. to. They need to get to the, the author of the rumours. It's interesting now because out of this whole thing, there's now a whole bunch of other rumours going around the <laughs> social media about who are the people connected to the coaches and the players yep. and who are the coaches and the players I and found the it, wives. I found the it really interesting, the lawyer of Anthony Seabold, who, mind you, I think he's doing too much talking in the media. I think he's trying to promote his own firm. Yep. Uh, but in saying that, he said, uh, the people that are working on this overseas have no idea who the Broncos are but they have revealed to me that the names involved are very high profile in the sport. Well, if they don't know who the Broncos are, how do they know that the people involved apparently are high profile? So, yeah, I, I think it's well, a they could bit, have had they could have had feedback from the client. Yeah, yeah, possibly. But um, I'd be very surprised if we see any of this made public, unless unless they are able to nail down the original source. Oh. And if that original source has a vendetta against Anthony Seabold for whatever reason, I think Anthony Seabold has every right to expose and then and then go after him civilly. Can I just say from a coaching point of view, yeah, it's not going to work with Anthony Seabold at the Broncos. They're not going to work. It's going to be a marriage that's going to end in, end in tears. If you're Anthony Seabold, you're not walking. You've got three years left. No, I think both, of the, both parties had the perfect opportunity over the last 14 days yep. of what's been happening while he's in isolation and since all this, uh, this scandal has been released – all these allegations, um, they had a perfect opportunity to sit and say, we're going to part ways. We're going to allow you to do it on your own terms. There's too much stress and emotional um, emotional distress on my family, what's going on at the moment. I need to deal with this first and foremost before I worry about coaching a rugby league side. I think, therefore, down the track, he's, he's employable again. If, if, he is, if he is terminated at the end of this season, he won't get employed as a head coach ever again. He'll have a nice salary, though, sitting in the bank three years' worth. So he might be able to return as an assistant coach. So Yeah, but when you're a career co- when you're a, when you refer to yourself as a, a career coach, mm. a payout of two or three years is not going to last it's long. It's on good coin, though. Yeah, but it's not going to last you long when you want to coach a rugby but league team. Me, mate, I'll go and buy Villa and Bali and just drink Bing Tang all day. Right, let's move. When? Of course, when the borders <laughs> reopen. See, I don't have high, I don't have high expectations in life. I oh, want to do I, as little. I, I see that. No, I just want to do as little as possible, quickly as I can. You know, I dream every day of retirement. Most people hate getting old. I'm going fifteen. I more often years. say to my wife, 15. I can't wait to move into a retirement village. <laughs> I can't wait, mate. Same with a nursing home, lawn bowls, go to shopping centres on day visits. Just give me an online betting account, the races, and a bottle of whiskey each day. I'm set. But gamble responsibly. Gamble responsibly, of yep. course. I'm not, I would. And yes, and drink responsibly. Drink All right, okay. Yeah. Eels. 
Story around today again that they're faking the crusher tackle. You raised this three year, uh, three weeks ago. Is there merit behind these uh, allegations? It's either that or their players. Their players. Um, Did you see any on Thursday night? I didn't see any. I know. What, yeah, Seabold. Cooper, sorry, Cooper, Seabold, Cooper uh, Johns is on. Um, Sebo and uh, and Nathan Brown. Those are the same two players who three right. weeks ago. Did, okay, watching that. Do you think they were faking it? Or did you think I didn't think there was anything in it? I don't like using the word fake, so I'll use another word I'll use another phrase. Do you think they were milking They're a using penalty? it to the to their advantage to get field position through a penalty. I think Okay, so you think it's happening? Absolutely I think it is. And still happening. Yeah, absolutely. But you can't come down hard on it because but because then you're dealing with the player welfare, the health of a player. Because if something is wrong with them and they they don't want to react to a a legitimate pressure on their neck. Hmm. Now, I don't think any player, I think 99.5% of players don't deliberately try and crush or tackle people right. and put pressure on the back, of the, the back of the neck. A lot of the time, the players back in the tackles, and you know, our colleague Gary Belcher and I were disagreeing about it on air last night. He's saying, well, when they back into the tackle, that's when the defenders have to sort of back off. But you're not taught that way to do that as a player. And, and Badger's saying, well, the coaches are going to have to teach them, the defenders not to completely engage in the tackle when the player is conceding and, and backing into a tackle. But, but then if you, if you back off on a tackle, it gives the opportunity for the, for the player with the ball in hand to gain an advantage through further metres, get an offload, whatever it may be. So if you're not going into the tackle with full force and trying to tie that player up and trying to win that battle, and yet they turn their back in the tackle and then sit down on the ground and they get crunched over, it can't be all the fault of the defender. So, again, and particularly this, if a, a second or third defender comes in, they can't see the position. Of they the don't know what the they're ground. well. They yeah. don't know what their teammate is doing. They're no, just worrying about getting right. involved in the tackle yeah. in yeah. some way, which, slowing down the play of the ball, which they're coached they to do. That's right. So if if the whole the, these new laws around crusher tackles, the grade one brings a two hundred point, and now Cooper Johns will you think he would be charged with two hundred points, which is two weeks, which is ridiculous. And then he'll get an early plea because he's got a clean record, so he'll probably miss one week. Now, we're going to continue to eradicate players from the game mm-hmm. when we're going to be del- delving deep into our, our playing groups with players that probably aren't ready for first grade because we're suspending players. If a player goes... The reason for the penalties and the reason for the the uh, the protocols and the crackdown on crusher tackles is because of what? The safety of yep. the player. Yep. But yet we give a penalty and move on and we don't ask the player that's apparently been injured to go and get any assessment or anything. We just let them play on. Yeah. So if it's about the safety of the player, take them off the field, get them assessed. That's what the 18th man can be used for moving yep. forward. Yep. Get them assessed. Yep. Enter the field to play if they're okay to go. You're a smart man, Scott Sattler. Uh, what about this bite charge and the four-week suspension yeah. to Kevin Proctor? Um, it To me, it doesn't seem like a penalty for someone who's – uh, bitten someone in a game. Yeah, I, I think the way they've broken it down is that um, yeah, Sean Johnson being used as a witness on behalf of Kevin Proctor come back to that pardon was, the pun, come was, back to bite them. That was embarrassing too. Well, the way that Sean Johnson reacted, you wouldn't use him as a witness straight away. His reaction says, "No, we need to keep him as far away from this case as he possible." He puts you there. So exactly, he puts you at the scene. So in saying that, I think the four weeks, Jace. As much as I don't want to see Kevin Proctor with a a biting charge against his very clean record. He's been a tremendous competitor for a number of years. I think the four weeks is saying that you did make contact with your mouth. Yep. You did 
even though Sean Johnson played a, a role in the where he had his arm and putting pressure on the chin of Kevin Proctor, he did make some contact. He did open your mouth and probably have a try and have a second go, but you weren't malicious in the way that you did it. Now, let's compare that to James Graham in the 2012 Grand Final who, who tried to bite off the ear of Billy Slater. If that was moved forward to 2020 and, and the video referee in the bunker was able to adjudicate on that, James Graham would have been sent off in a grand final. So, um, yeah, we've moved forward with technology. The bunker can get involved in those, what they call, uh, on-field indiscretions but go, now. Go, but, go to the, play. but go to the penalty, though. Four weeks. What did Graham got? Ten weeks. He got 12 weeks. 12 weeks. That's a big difference for a biting allegation. I don't care if it's a small bite, big bite, whatever. It's still biting. So which... you're saying if you've committed to the act, you, you've bitten. Do, are there uh, are there rules written in the NRL rules that go there's a different degree of biting? Well, there is in a lot of charges. There is degrees: grade one, you know, grade two, grade three. This was referred Whether straight to the yeah. So judiciary. there's no grading. I I think he was either not guilty, which I still believe he wasn't. By the way, I still yep. believe he wasn't guilty, or he should cop eight to twelve weeks. It should have been around about ten week mark. Oh, I just don't get the four week penalty. I think Sean Johnson played a big part in it. With the tackle technique that he used, and I don't want to try and get too technical and explain it, but um, but he didn't have to bite. He bit, mate. He's been found guilty of biting. Again, I still don't think he did, but he's been found guilty of biting. Just look at the charge. It's it's about a ten week penalty, and say he got two weeks off for good behaviour, so he got eight weeks. Well, mate, I, I thought eight weeks would have been. For- I'm thinking because there's two level of teeth: the top teeth and your bottom teeth. He was, like, he was going to get eight weeks, but because he had a mouth guard in, so his top four- teeth didn't come into account, so there he got is. four weeks for the bottom, Why didn't I, bottom teeth. You're a genius. There you go. Absolute genius. Mm. 30 seconds. Will Cam Smith beat the Titans next year? Will he take no. up a two-year offer? No. Has there been a two-year offer tabled, or is this just rumour monger? No, apparently there's been discussions with him and Mal Meninga. Uh, I can't see Cameron Smith, Cameron Smith leaving the Melbourne Storm. I can only ever see him a one-team man. And I see him and Craig Bellamy um, wandering off into the sunset together at the end of next year. And actually, I don't think he'll play next year. It's that time for an off-the-bench Friday night preview. Tonight, the Broncos are taking on the Dragons at Suncorp. Um, Gee, how do you see this one going? Uh, The Broncos have now lost, is it nine in a row? Well, not nine in a row. Since COVID came back. They've won one. And they've lost nine, I think it is. Um, the Dragons, they're going okay. Dean Young's first game as coach. We actually spoke to Ben Hunt during the week. Mm. He's excited about coming back to, to Queensland, but at the same time, he can't see – he can't hug family his family. coming down from Rockhampton, yeah. <laughs> They'll be on the sideline, and he has to stay 1.5 metres mm. away from That's a bit – that's tough. That, but that's life. That's life at the moment. Um, are the Broncos any chance against the Dragons? I think they are because the Dragons, are, they're hit and miss. I have been impressed with the Dragons over the last – Three to four weeks. I think being really gallant. But they just got to the end of their tether with everything that's happening off the field. Is he be, will he be the coach? Won't he be the coach? Yeah, who are we listening to? We does listen that impact to... The, co- the players a lot? Absolutely it does. Right. Uh, yeah, because you get factions. You get one group that supports the head coach. You get yeah, another gotcha. group that maybe gotcha. maybe want the assistant coach as the head coach. They don't know who to listen to. Yeah. So we interviewed the Duff and one of your favourites, Matty Dufty. The and Duff. He spoke about how Shane Flanagan has had a – a huge influence yeah. on his, you know, since coming back from COVID, he's been one of their best players. And you sort of think, well, where does Paul McGregor play a role in Yeah, but that's because Mary gave a lot of power to his assistant coaches. Which right? is great. Yeah. Which is great. Yeah, I don't think you can read much into that. And you talk to Cam McGuinness, who's yep. the captain of St. George, and 
He loves Mary. Yeah, exactly. And, and that was really evident last week. So they finally got their game out of the way last week. It was highly emotional, that game last week, yeah. saying, saying goodbye to Mary. How do they get back up emotionally again is one of the big questions with a team that doesn't know how to be comfortable playing at the red line, yep. playing at the red line and um, at their maximum. So it, it's, it's funny, It's funny, Sats, we're talking about the Dragons here. Yeah. And their problems. There's yep. a club based in Brisbane that's got bigger problems. Who they're playing. Who they're playing. It's probably the best team to come up against Dude. after an emotional week, the Brisbane Broncos. Right, okay. So it, With no Payne Huss, Tom Flegler's gone for the rest of the year. Anthony Milford's returning after Payne two Eye weeks gone. Uh, of a hamstring injury, which knowing Anthony Milford and how unfit he can get very quickly. Yeah. No Matt Lodge. No Matt Lodge. So, you know, they may... They may end up coming out with one of their finest wins, the Brisbane Broncos, because of all these injuries. You never know. No. But I just think the Dragons may have a little bit too much. Well, interesting stat on that. Broncos have Dearden and Milford in the halves. Yep. Uh, they've won four from five. Good player, Tom Dearden. He takes a lot of pressure off the rest of his players. But the last time that occurred was last year, obviously. Yes. And the, this Broncos outfit this year is a shambles compared to It is a shambles. It Absolute is. shambles. In fact, it started, I reckon, with those finals last year. Can I, I'll just throw something back. Dragons have a good record at Suncorp as well. They against, do. Against all teams. They've had, a lot of, they've had a lot of late game winners. They have, yeah. Yeah. So, I, I, I don't know. I think, I think it looks all right. Um, who should we look out for from the Broncos and the Dragons? I think the battle, and they play on opposite sides of the field, but Zach Lomax for the Dragons in the centres, Katoni Staggs for the Brisbane Broncos. Katoni Staggs has the ability to to win a game single handedly, single handedly. It's great that he's he's come back from that um, being ruled out with COVID earlier. All, right, all right, yes, no, mate, he's he's got to get in there with both feet. <laughs> he has to. All right, that's all. honestly, no. he's got to toe the line. He's got to. T- <laughs> But, Just don't dip your toe in the water. Yeah, uh, yeah. But right, um, enough, enough Tony Staggs, he's got the ability to to win a game single handedly. Just yes. sheer aggression. Zach Lomax is starting to discover who he actually is as a footy. Is player. Is there a question around his defence though, Lomax? Yeah, there is. Yeah, because he, he doesn't know whether he wants to be a centre or a fullback. Yeah, I think he's a centre. And um, but I think the Dragons, I think the Dragons are in a better place at the moment. Right. If you can say anything, that's how bad the Brisbane Broncos must be. Dragons by what? Dragons by two. Rightio. That's our Friday night preview. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts. Get 25% off Bridgestone Copia passenger and SUV tyres at Bob Jane T-Marts. Best tyre price guarantee. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Marts. Tyre and wheel specialists. We'll be back shortly. On Off the Bench, a Thursday night NRL review. They go the eastern side through Gutherson to the line and then offloads to Madison. Then to Wunga Blake and Wunga Blake will score. Madison got the ball away, a one-handed pass to Wunga Blake and Justin Olam was nowhere to be found. So Wunga Blake had some open space and Parramatta scored the first try. 6-0 with a kick to come on the back of the penalty. Well, you're right. They just had to weather the storm, haven't they, the Parramatta Eels? They've done it really well. And I've always thought that offloads are really going to the Melbourne Storm later on in the game. On this occasion, Ryan Madison gets a beautiful left-handed offload. Clint Gutherson, the king, oh. that sets it up. Gee, I've got doubt about both of those passes. Forward? Flat at best. But, but do you call that, that stuff from Nathan Brown and Mike Acevo? Was that smart play for Australian, mate? Well, Acevo's going to score the in the corner. From the scrum, they go at the back line and Mike Acevo scores. 
12 nil with a kick to come. Oh. Quick hands. They caught Melbourne napping. They shouldn't have had the ball, Parramatta. They should have been down the other end, Melbourne. They should have got the penalty rather than the set restart. And I'm not sure that Josh Adokar actually dropped the football. But Mike Acevedo doesn't care. He scored the try 12 nil with a kick to come. Yeah, midfield scrum. The drop ball of the... Well, it's, a, it's not even a drop ball, is it, from Josh Adokar. It's the wrong call from Ben Cummings, whoever gave him the, the call. But as they go to the left-hand side, Dylan Brown onto Clint Gutherson again in, involved. He drags Shandor in off his right wing and gives a clean ball to Mike Acevedo, who goes over unchallenged. Mitch Moses to make it 14 points to nil. And he does, right over the black dot. So his second penalty goal of the night. Sebo down the touchline. Cooper Johns across. Can't get him. Back on the inside of Jennings. Slides over and scores. Did he get it down or did Brandon Smith save the try? No, I think he Smith did. saved it. I think Smith somehow has got there just as Michael Jennings was sliding over to put the ball down. Where did he come from? And that is full time and Parramatta has done what they set out to do and that is beat Melbourne by 14 points to nil. So there you have it. The highlights from uh, Thursday night's game. The uh, Eels are beating the Storm 14 points to nil. How did you see it, Sats? Um, Underwhelming, to be quite honest. I thought the Melbourne Storm did everything they possibly could without Munster, without Smith, without Bromwich, without Finucane, without Jerome Hughes. There's some big names there. They miss a lot of experience and and game changes. So I, I thought... Craig Bellamy, I thought his assessment of his side at the post-match press conference was perfect. He just said, I'm really proud of what my boys threw up today. 14-0 against uh, the Melbourne Storm, I think, is a win for the Melbourne Storm against the Parramatta Eels. As the Parramatta Eels, I thought they did enough to win. They were great defensively. They didn't get a lot thrown at them, to be quite honest. But if you're a Parramatta Eels fan, I would think, yep, it's another win. We can move closer to a possible minor premiership. But I'm not completely convinced that they can win the premiership yet. Yeah, right. That's the way okay. I came away from the game. Okay. Uh, what about um, what about the sin binning? Which I thought should Nelson have been Nelson Osofa-Solomana? Oh, I think that should have been a send-off. Led with the shoulder. I've always been a big supporter of, head. of a, lot of, a lot of moving parts in, in rugby league. And sometimes things can cannot go to plan. But I thought... Nelson Asafa Solomana's shoulder to the head of uh, Nick Niakore. Um, I thought probably not a send off, definitely a sin bin. He'll get charged, I think, with a couple of offences, and I think he could spend anywhere from four to five weeks on the sideline. Jace, it was there's no pretty bad. no intention of using the arm at all to wrap around his teammate Christian Welsh. Yeah, it was a a blatant shoulder to the to the chin or to the nose of the opposing player who ended up going off with concussion. I reckon that was worse than the alleged bite put on uh, Johnson by Proctor the previous weekend. Well, it creates more damage. Uh, absolutely. To the opposing player. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I just, yeah, I was, I was disgusted in seeing that last night. Now, I Brandon hope, Smith, uh, possible broken jaw. There you go. Another high shot as well. So how, what comes of that? I'm not quite sure. Um, King Gutho, mate. What you make of his game? And where, well, where I know where you. Right I know, I know I where King Gutho sits on your uh, on your totem pole when it comes to. I reckon the leading players in the game. I reckon you'll struggle to find someone better than him right now. Right now, I tend to agree with you that he's in the top three. Absolutely. Well, I, who's better at the moment? Yeah. Let me think about it. Is yeah. it oh, Luke Keary. No. Yeah, Luke Keary's had a had a massive influence on that Roosters side, who hasn't been travelling that great. He's been holding them together. He's been the one that's come home. But in saying that, I think they all sit side by side. I think they sit at the same table. I'll tell you what King Gutherson 
I tell you Gutho. what, he, King Gutho. I tell you what, he does. I think he holds the the crown for the most spirited player. Now we got we got a, the Suncorp Spirited Player Award each and every week, and every time we do a Parramatta game, he wins it. He just means so much to that playing group. He bobs up everywhere. He's got so much energy. I, I'm, I hear from friends of mine at Parramatta that when it comes to the fitness drills, he is so far ahead of everyone else. Isn't that what you want from a leader? Yeah, and it's the way that he plays. Yep. He ends up on the left-hand side. He'll end up on the right-hand side. side. He'll end up around the middle of the ruck. Yep. Um, he's got he's got a horrible kicking game, but he, he uses it to his advantage when he's close to the try line. He hasn't got a natural passing game, but always has try assists because of his pass. He's... um. He's a, just a. He's one of those guys that when they're born, it's like they were born with a football in their hand, and yeah. they just use the backyard as a football, as a football ground every afternoon yeah. after school. Did, did he get the NRL Nation Man of the Match on Thursday night? Uh, well, Badge picked that. He got two points. Who got Man of the Match? Ryan Madison got three. But um, put it this way: I, I'm a Dally M, I'm a Dally M coach, and a he, coach? He, a Dally M referee. <laughs> yes. And uh, judge, and judge. he figured he figured in my votes. Great, mm. he was great. There you have it. That's uh, the Thursday night's review. Uh, Eels fourteen, Storm uh, zero. That's last time Storm been held. Well, first time in a long sixth, time. Sixth time in their entire history they've been kept scoreless. Yeah, wow, incredible. Mm. All righty, we're going to get a racing Queensland update for you real soon. We're also going to have a look at um, the Saturday outlook and what's going on in Darwin with the supercars. And Tim Zoo all on the way on Off the Bench. This is Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialist. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off the Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. Who gets a mention in our Off the Bench Performance of the Week? Now time to get to our Performance of the Week. Who you like, Sats? My Performance of the Week is Mitch Robinson from the Lions. The, uh, well, yeah, he's, he's their little tough nut, isn't he? He's involved in everything. He's Over 100 en- games for the Lions. Yeah, he's like, a, yeah. like an Energizer bunny. <laughs> uh, but he had a shot at uh, former Suns player Tom Lynch, who's now gone to Richmond. He's, he was playing like a virtual... Fortnite or something. Yeah, one of those yeah, yeah. one of those games, uh, online games, and in conversation with people. And, and he they someone must have asked him about Tom Lynch, who has been fined over recent weeks for some really, I don't know, they're just they're slaps and... You'd rather him punch someone than slap someone, but anyway. Um, well, you're not allowed to do that in the laws. Of you're the not game. allowed to no, do it, but no, no. Jeez, you're a bully. it doesn't do anything for your credibility when you're <laughs> when you're slapping and dogshotting people. But um, alleged, yeah. But uh, Mitch Robinson came out when asked about Tom Lynch. He said, "Oh, yeah, he went to a he went to another uh, went to another team who was successful. Just to, you know, thinks he's all that. I think he's a wanker." <laughs> I like it when players start talking out of school. I like it because then I'm going to look forward to when they face each other in the finals. Well, there's now talk that the coach uh, at the Brisbane Lions, Fags, will not be very happy Chris with Chris Fagan, yeah. Well, he, he doesn't like people that. putting no. undue pressure on his side. Mate, you'd be surprised who my Who's uh, your performance, performance of, the, of week? the week. Thursday night, let's go back. To th- just King Gutho, mate. The way, the way he controlled the offense for the, for the Eels and the way he made the Melbourne Storm defense nervous. Mm. He had more of an impact on that game than what Pappenhausen did for the Storm. Well, that's and but but in two teams, like, I know he had good cattle around him, but I just I just think he demands. No, he's a creator. He yeah yeah. And, and when things aren't happening, he has the ability to get absolutely. on the front foot and create. And and that's what your aura brings about you, and also your bit of your legacy. He's got a legacy now that when 
when he's in and around the ball, something yeah. may happen. Oh, I, lo- I love the man. I love. It. I think it's fantastic. Right, yeah. Let's get into the Saturday outlook. Something new on off the bench. Get Dad something he'll love this Father's Day at Auto One. Geez, I hope my kids have gone to Auto One. They're going. When is Father's Day? Uh, first Sunday. I think it's about 6th of September. September. And well, I, I didn't even know, but kids have already organised something with mum. So I hope they got me something from, from, from uh, Auto One. I really do. <laughs> Supercars are back this weekend in Darwin. Fabian Coulthard says he's not dwelling on last weekend's dramas at Hidden Valley Raceway that saw him miss out on winning the Darwin Triple Crown. Jeez, it was a mess on Saturday. Coulthard was twice blighted in the first leg of the Darwin double header, but still came away with the equal most points in round six of the Virgin Australia Supercars Championship. Ultimately, separate incidents prevented him from claiming the Triple Crown trophy, which went the way of Red Bull Holden Race team driver Jamie Wincup mm. on Countback. Yeah. So it was a pretty exciting start or restart of the supercars. They're in Darwin it's again. Exactly this what they wanted, wasn't it? Absolutely. Absolutely. Did, did you uh, what Darwin again this week? Townsville for two weeks. Two weeks. And then we'll hear an announcement any day about uh Ipswich uh for a couple of weeks as well. So And I want to add just really quickly my performance yep. of the week is the V8 organisers organising the national anthem last week to be played by the didgeridoo. Yeah, I had to listen to that after oh, you mentioned it. I wish amazing. I had it handy now. That was that mm. was amazing. Auto One's the number one shop for dads who really love cars this Father's Day. Time for a Racing Queensland update. Queensland is racing. Visit racingqueensland.com.au. Oh, the man about the track, Chris Nelson. Hello, mates. How are you, Jason? I'm very good, mate. Big, uh, big uh, Saturday racing in in Queensland. Yeah, we've got uh, meetings at uh, Eagle Farm, of course, on Saturday. We've got the Gold Coast. We've got various other meetings over the weekend, of course. But just uh, some interesting times with some of these uh, spring hopefuls from Queensland uh, kicking off their campaigns. Not so much in races, but we've got uh, Ty Zone, of course, who won the Stradbroke. And Vanna Girl, the stable mate, both from the Trent and Toby Edmonds stable on the Gold Coast, who won the Roses, the Group 2 Roses. They're going around in a trial between races three and four at the Gold Coast on Saturday with another uh, promising type, Super Giant, from the Michael Costa stable. And one of our favourites, Alligator Blood, goes around in a trial at the Sunshine Coast on Tuesday morning, of course. He's heading... He'll resume in September in Brisbane, and then he'll head south. But all of these horses will be heading south for the spring, so you need to keep an eye on how well they trial. Rightio. Uh, tips this week. Um, thanks for the tip for second uh, last well, week. <laughs> I hope your ears were burning, well, mate. <laughs> my, ears were all, my ears were certainly burning after Woman of Gold ran second. But, uh, look, I suppose second is not too bad. But, uh, no, it's yes, not I thought better than win, last. But, Yes, it is an improvement on uh, some previous weeks, but uh, we'll see if we can go one better tomorrow. I'm confident on Saturday. I'm confident we can, and that's race four, number 10, Voila, from the uh, Chris Wallace stable. She's looking for a bit of distance, this mare, and she gets out to 13.50 on Saturday. I think that's suitable for her. She draws a lovely gate. She should get the right sort of run in the race. So at Eagle Farm, race four, number 10, Voila. uh, She's up in class, but that won't matter. Is that right? No, she's up in class, but she's look, she proved before that last start win at the Sunshine Coast that she was well up to this grade. So that won't stop her, and the extra distance, as I said, is a big, big tick. All right. For the latest Queensland Racing News meetings and form, visit racingqueensland.com.au. Get racing, gamble responsibly. Have a great weekend, Chris. You too, Jase. Fingers crossed. Thanks, Chris. During the week, we caught up with Tim Zoos, preparing for his title fight against Jeff Horn in Townsville on Wednesday nights. This is what he had to say. 
Rightio, well, on the line, uh, very excited to have the uh, the IBF Australasian champ on the line, uh, undefeated in 15 fights, Tim Zoo. G'day, Tim. How are you, mate? Good, mate. Good. Um, how's it all going, the preparation? You know, all the all the hard work has been done, so it's now it's time to freshen up. Um, flying over to Townsville tomorrow, so I'm looking forward to it. Um, looking forward to what this, this next week, and um, yeah, it's all business now. I guess you'll have to have a bit of a walk around. You wouldn't afford in an outdoor stadium before, would you? No, I have. I have. Um, I fought um, on the Mundine versus Green undercard back when I first started as a pro. Um, okay. And I remember. And I remember it was just the atmosphere, and it was just electric. Um, I can't wait to do it over again, but this time as the main event. Yeah, well, we can't wait to see it. It's going to be absolutely huge, and the the build up is really um, it's really gathering. Pace, um, you and Jeff. There seems to be, a, you know, as as always, there's a bit of to and fro, um, having a bit of a crack at each other. His style, I guess, is pretty straightforward. Have you been sparring opponents with a similar style to get yourself ready for for this, Tim? Well, I've been doing a, a lot of different work with a lot of different sparring partners, including MMA fighters, um, which is like his style. So um, I'll be ready. I'll be ready for whatever he brings. Um, He's, he's got to be ready for what I'm going to bring. Mm. Now, your dad was renowned for his training regime and discipline. Have you inherited that from the old man? Um, inherit? I think he's taught me how to, how to do this, all this stuff. Um, and um, let's just say it wasn't all fun and games growing up as a kid. <laughs> if you go down like that. <laughs> do, you, do you keep a diary of every workout like he used to? I've got my grandpa. My grandpa does all that. Uh, oh wow! And he, and my, yeah, and he, my grandfather recorded all of my dad's stuff, so now he's doing chapter two. So it's good yeah. fun. That's pretty amazing. The, the one thing that I've noticed, a lot of people have noticed that you know you're just you're a real boxer as compared to Jeff, who's just a, sort of an out and out fighter, I guess. Do you plan? I mean, without giving everything away or too much away, Tim, is that how you, you plan to outbox him? Um, in the in in the boxing game, there's a lot of stuff. Can be you can be powerful, you can be quick, you can have the best technique. But what wins fights is your your IQ level and your smartness. Um, and that's what I intend to to show is that uh, we're in we're in two different mindsets. Mm. Well, what we've seen with um, with Jeff's previous fights, uh, you know, with, with Pacquiao and um, with with Corcoran, that he he's he's happy when he's in the trenches when it gets. You know, it gets late, sort of late in the fight. And uh, um, I guess, have you thought much about how deep you're going to have to go he, into this I, fight? I don't think he's happy, that's for sure. Well, I happy mightn't be the right yeah. word. <laughs> <laughs> Not as uncomfortable as he, some. I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. I don't think he, he actually likes that. Um, it's his style. That's what his style is going to be like. And again, if you're going to fight like this for, for many, many fights... You're not going to last in the sport for a long time, that's for sure. Yeah. And, you know, he might be 32 years old, but the wars that he's gone through, he might be 40 in there. <laughs> yeah, well, it, well we, we can't wait, as I said. You're undefeated in 15 fights. This would be your biggest fight to date. Would you think so, Tim? Yeah, for sure. For sure. I'm only 25 years old and to be yeah. fighting in a super fight in Australia where not only Australia is watching, but the whole world is uh, an honour, so... Um, looking to revive boxing um, in the world, uh, and it's a pleasure.
This is Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialist. We'll be back shortly. Welcome back to Off The Bench for Bob Jane T-Mart's tyre and wheel specialists. The winners, the losers, the how and the why. Let's get stuck into our Off The Bench footy tips. Yeah, let's do that, shall we? Sats, uh, the remaining games in round 15, Seabus Super Stadium, Titans taking on the Raiders. Uh, the Raiders. Oh, I know the Titans are slowly improving, but I don't think they're up to the just, I don't think they're up to the Raiders level at the moment. Rightio, West Tigers versus Roosters, Leichhardt over. Jeez, I love a game of footy at Leichhardt. So do I. Uh, listen, I'm going to pick the Roosters because they get Morris back, uh, Waria Hargraves back. And the winning percentage increases dramatically yeah, with when Waria Hargraves plays. So yeah. I'm going to say that. But you know what? I wouldn't, I'll, I'll be kicking myself because I'm expecting the West Tigers to cause an upset, but I'm going to take the Roosters. Mate, I'm nervous about this game. The Rabbitohs taking on the Sea Eagles at ANZ. I'm really nervous yeah, well, as a South supporter. Desi coach sides, they give you that feeling always because he is so smart. He can create a bit of an ambush. I like what South have done under Jason Demetrio, Jace. I really do. I oh, think so do I, mate. I, they've I, opened, they, they, not only they've played a real expansive style, but their forwards have been playing really an up-tempo, aggressive style as well. Is that Demetrio's coaching or is that Wayne Bennett's coaching? No, it's, it's both. The it's both. They're, 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 just, they're a good team, Demetrio and Bennett. So yeah, I'm not, I'm not. You know my position on Bennett. I, yeah, he's, I think he should walk away. He still has a really good place in the game. He does, Wayne. Whatever that may be, um, he needs to be involved at some, yeah, at some level to have Coaching some influence. Would be a good position for Wayne. Um, what about Sunday, Arvo? Two o'clock, Bulldogs versus Warriors. Uh, I'm going to say I'm going to take the Warriors. Right, yeah, yeah, I don't mind the Warriors, love them. And the Knights versus the Cowboys Sunday afternoon Knights. at McDonald Jones Stadium. Yeah, Knights. Yeah, the Cowboys. What do, what do you do if 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 you're Josh Hannay, you've got six rounds left. What do you what do you do, mate? What well, do you, and you're not going to be the coach next year. Well, he, no, he's he's he, part of the shortlist. Yeah, and, well, which he well, should be because the players really like him. Isn't Cartwright the front runner? Well, Toddy Payton has now apparently moved his nose in front. So really? there's three of them there that are, likely, that are the front okay, runners. Okay, it's likely Josh Hannay yep. is not going to be the coach. Yep. You're in his shoes. What, what do you do? What, how, do you, how, do you, how do you get the team up each week? You try and blood as many of those really good young players and try and get four or five games under their belt do it for the towards club. the end of the year. Right. So it's going to hold them in really good stead for a good preseason. Right, okay, no worries. All right, and you're going with the Knights in that game. Rightio, before we go. Before we go, on Off The Bench, what's got us excited across the weekend of sports? Now, yours is uh, not rugby league stats. What are you, what are you up to? What are you excited this about? I'm this excited, and I know how much you love watching your golf. Yeah. I'm really excited about the Women's British Open yeah, starting this weekend. Yeah. Because I've, I've watched closely uh, Minji Lee, her... Um, her career, yep. of course. There's Hannah Green who yep. won what she won the PGA, yep. and uh, Young Su Ah as well. Yeah, that's right. So some really good Australians that are in that that are in that mix. Well, I'll add to that. You've got the the Women's British Open of a night time. Yep. Go and have a couple of hours sleep. Get up and watch the PGA because the PGA oh, PGA the finals have started. So yeah. Um, you know, Adam Scott's up around the lead. So it's, Tiger Woods is in. Yep, yep, yep. Everyone's there, mate. So it's going to be fantastic. I'm also looking forward to Saturday night. I've told everyone, hold my calls because mm-hmm. you got the Rabbitohs taking on Manly as and Swans are playing Frio. So Same I'll, time. So you switching? Yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I don't do that anymore. I've got KO, mate. Yeah. I'll watch the Rabbitohs and Manly live, yeah. and then I'll follow it up with the Swans, and then I've got the British Open, and then I've got the PGA. Do you know you can do split screen, can't you? Yeah, mate. I mm-hmm. like to save it. 
I like really? to save it all. Yeah, you, you know me. I'm not on my phone, so I don't know the scores. Yep. I just ignore everybody. Anyway, we've got to go. I uh, hope you have a great weekend. This has been Off the Bench for Bob Jane Teammates. Thanks, Bob Jane Teammates. We uh, appreciate your support there. Your Tyrone Will Specialist. Sats, have a great weekend. You too, Jase. Everyone.